Schachleit in einem Gläschel, es bewahlt Schuhe Schaltige. Schei Robert de Karslacht mich, I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to this program, which goes by the name of Schachleit. The Vase of Tullach, to be in the moment, and then to focus on that moment and sum it up in just a few words. That's the achievement of Paul Quayle in his latest book based around 23 poems in the haiku form. De Vese Teshun, to be in the session, helping musicians to get used to playing along with others. As the Veg Shi, to be at peace, in the tranquility of St. Luke's, as we approach La Nu Luke, St. Luke's Day. Blaine the Ghe, the Henneg and Hush, for Sosta Gerjlanine, as for me Breachje Sly, the Runen of Sulianok, as the Royal Fe, as Trevor Durlu, Dimremi Kush. As hook me quiraru, the Kummel on Sninging, and Hid Jollo, Hanks Jack on Sningil, Tred Dimremi a Hushen. Look Tamult, Brimi Jow, the Screw Riddenach Machon, the Wood Smullionaire. An Achvashin Screw Shen, Ve Srilg, as for Shinjino, J. Kummer a Haiku. Den wird jint hojach se chapen, as de kunt gjeg jint jay de vel tri linje genon, les queg shilaben se chid linje, shach shilaben se na linje, as queg shilaben rich se linje jerenach. Ach erno novel an chapenish as a world jino imit jay na shien an chedin, nutter na chila bunsen degles, talitremus ederok na kieten, mas o for the novelicat gurish queg shach queg. Ach tre taschen skrivet in Sergilg schen von komme Jason waschen jene wimit achiert schen ta well valid railen na benen for die kochandrich haiku nies ach waschen kosch schen gauts waschen korebe skriv haiku Sergilg in 2018 Paul Quayle published a book called Blackbirds in a Tree collected haiku 1998 to 2018 1998 was a special year for Paul because he'd entered a haiku in the international section of the Japanese Oi Ocha New Haiku Contest. Not only did it bring him 24 canisters of Japanese green tea, but a cash prize amounting to over £800. Blackbirds in a Tree is the final line of his award-winning haiku. And about that prize-winning haiku, Paul wrote, Farmer's Combine Yard, Ramsey. Written while bagging hundredweights of coal with my granddad Fred. He filled the bags with the machine, then I would whisk them away with a sack truck and row them up along the yard wall. As I was standing with the sack truck, waiting for the next bag to be filled, I looked up at the top of the yard wall, which had barbed wire upon it. In the garden next door there were some blackbirds in a tree, which I subsequently discovered was a pear tree. So this is that 1998 haiku, winner of the international section of the ninth Oi Ocha New Haiku Contest. Barbed wire above the coal yard wall. Blackbirds in a tree. Paul's latest publication is called Narrow Road to the Deep South, a haiku journey through the historic landscape of the Isle of Man. In the introduction, Paul gives an overview of the history of the haiku and its development into other languages, and how he conceives and uses it. The book itself is composed of 23 haiku, each with some background information, which Paul feels is an important part of appreciating the haiku. I caught up with Paul at the end of an evening of music and poetry in the Centenary Centre in Peel.
we've had a great night at the launch of your new book, Narrow Road to the Deep South. It's another book which concentrates on the haiku form. What was it that drew you to the haiku form? I don't know, really, to be honest. It's still a bit of a mystery today. Um, for some reason, I started reading books on Zen Buddhism around about the age of, I don't know, 18, 20-ish, and, and discovered haiku through that, and, and just um, just seemed to strike a chord somehow, and never, never lost the love of it, really, over the years. Although, with getting into academic studies, that that took me away from that for quite a while and then eventually the two things came together I guess in probably about 2009 and that was the first time I'd exhibited stuff with a historical context and that's kind of what I've been doing especially the last few years trying to fuse those two things I suppose yeah so how has the the new book come about uh it was an idea that I had initially after I did an exhibition of poems in 2009 with Carol Colley the artist um, and we, we did them in Douglas and we went to Sweden as well with them and we, we, it was, we had a great time doing that but it was, that, it was at that time that we developed a methodology if, you call, if you'd like to call that of visiting historic sites in the landscape with the specific intention of, of for her uh, producing a painting and for me to write a poem and that's something I've done ever since it's a it's a way of it's become a way of just forcing myself out of everyday routine or whatever and pushing you into a different space where the where the poems can come about I suppose and yeah that's that's something I'm it's a yeah conscious creative process I always try and try and put into place yeah. but in the case of the haiku it's just finding that moment so although you might go to a site you've got to still feel what's going on yeah very yeah very much and and, and that's uh, that's the whole that's, that's the whole sort of thing of it really and it's it's a subtle very subtle thing you have to, you, I find I have to re, it's pure pure dharma you might say um, in in terms of just being fully aware of the present moment and we, we spend so much time I think in our heads thinking about other things and the the Dharma masters would tell you that it's all about the present moment but it's so difficult to just be fully present and I, I find I get there by by, by walk, walking and and exploring the landscape and I, I've come to realise recently and write about this in the book that when when I experience a haiku moment it's almost like a complete breakdown of space and time and you're left in this this void really where you, your attention has switched from one thing to the other and that's what I try and do with the poems um, with a juxtaposition I suppose of two images and the space between them is the the, mom- the haiku moment yeah and the book itself has come about with the help of quite a few people in the background. Yeah, very much. Yeah, we've um, yeah, the, I've had some uh, generous support from Culture Bannon, uh, who've, who've paid for the publication of the book, 
Um, the, the forward for the book was written by Dr. Peter Davy, who is my old archaeology teacher. And uh, he's always been around in the background and uh, nudging me towards various things now and again. And I, 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 I've, I'm not really in academia anymore, but um, yeah, I still have an interest in it. And, and, and hopefully that comes through in the work. Uh, but the, yeah. The book has been a. It, it was, as I say, it developed from. I forgot to finish that last bit, but it was. It was from a from the exhibition initially, and I had this idea to do this a journey through the landscape. And in 2019, I realised that that was going to be the 330th anniversary of um, uh, Basho's journey through the northern provinces of Japan, which um, produced his work "Narrow Road to the Deep North." Um, as it's sometimes translated there's various translations but um, I thought well I'll try and do that as well and start uh, my initial plan was to walk from the sound to the point of air in in fixed stages and then eventually I I realized that I was a lot of the focus of what I was doing was was wanting to visit the chasms where a good friend of mine passed away a few years ago Roger Lees yeah and so I thought, well, why not make that the focus of the journey? And I turned it on its head completely. And thus, you know, the narrow road to the deep south was, was born. And uh, it just had a life of its own since that. And uh, it's, uh, it's worked out okay, I think. I got there, and it, I just made it up after that. And I started off pottering around in the north, visiting various places and getting poems, or sometimes not, and would have to go back later on in the year and but I, was, I was keen to get it all done in 2019 and we, we just about got there I, I got the last we actually went to the chasms on the last day of the year um, but we, yeah we made it it was alright and uh, yeah it was good, good good fun but yeah a journey of catharsis really um, but yeah glad I did it it was a trem- tremendous uh, experience yeah and the cover of it will make people look twice as well because, of course, it's a, a slightly unusual representation of the island. Yes, upside down, I've man. Yeah, yeah. I was. I always remember when I was studying. Peter Davy on his um, on his door had a, a map of the Irish Sea, but it was turned upside down. And the idea was that for Scandinavians or whatever coming down from the Hebrides or further north, um, coming into the Irish Sea, you would see the Isle of Man that way and particularly here where we are now St. Patrick's Isle would have stood out a mile and that would have been very prominent so yeah I like, I like the idea of um, it being upside down and I, and Janice, Janice Moss who's drawn the illustration I think has captured me um, pretty well um, just just pottering around that's what that's what happens when I go out for a walk and write a poem so yeah she, she knows me too well she's captured me alright there <laughs> So with the book itself now, where will people be able to get copies of it? Well, um, we're trying to organise a public launch now. That's the that's the next step after tonight. Tonight was a private sort of launch, but yeah, we want to do a public launch now and get it get it in in bookshops. Hopefully, um, be making inquiries and. Uh, yeah, we'll hopefully watch this space, and if we if we can get it out there, we'll uh, we'll try and let the world know about it. Molia Solida just got a Paul Quayle and his new book, 
narrow road to the deep south, a haiku journey through the historic landscape of the Isle of Man. Threat as in Golgus Quirach and Kioli and the Scallion, to a patch in Ein Clay Grain and Kioli Jay the Holy Horch. As Gianaro spacht the lead of a Jiracha the Gian, er corn in mare er no strengen, na harish na tool, na uns the bulchart er cochlein sauce the grey Kioli. As the Kirten to Shin Fagen, whish sight had er clay a car er grey Kioli akin, the vela duna macht na tacher, magitamu. Well, Tamichet er Pechen und Scollion, ach, schönen achlech Schleier bi, te goldteuert der Klei Grei Kioli. Ach, lug Tamelt, te Schleitschit, te weolach, rische Grei Kioli ach. Ach, tet Öru, te goldteuert und Sessionen Kioli, merisch Kioli Rinelje, na Klei son Daunsen. Ach, te Freim, a Freil Gold, lege Vuit Gedden, ach, te Gullie Fergelje. When we start to play a musical instrument, the first thing is to find out how to hold it, how our fingers need to hold this or press that. Then we want to start playing tunes. But because we want to include all the notes, and perhaps some of them are harder to reach, it's not always easy to play a tune with a regular beat, which makes it difficult for us to take part in a session with other musicians or to play for dancers. In recognition of this, Culture Vanin has launched a new initiative to help musicians with that transition, to get used to playing with other people, to listen out for them and keep in time with them. Here to tell us about it is Culture Vanin's Grenida Kioli, the Manx Music Development Officer, Chloe Woolley. Well, Steady As She Goes, um, this is a new resource for learners of all ages who've always wanted to join in with a Manx music session or play along for Manx dancing. So the sheet music, which is um, for any instrument, but it also has guitar chords with it. And recently we commissioned, as one of our trace projects at Culture Vannon, um, Dave and Laura Rowles to um, record demonstrations of all the tunes. Um, but... As the title indicates, steady as she goes, they're all played at a steady tempo. So it's ideal for learners um, to play along with the tunes and then feel more confident about joining a session when they're ready. So these will be available on manxmusic.com and on the Culture Van and SoundCloud. And there's 15 sets. And by sets, we mean um, a little grouping of um, complementary tunes. So you might start off with a slow air going into a jig followed by another jig in a in a key that complements. We've got lots of well-known jigs, like we've got Three Little Boats and we've got reels such as um, Cardio and Nan and Carniferishan. And we've got some well-known songs that are sung in sessions as well. So we've got Berlin Gory Croven, which is always a good one for joining in the chorus.
um, Hunt the Wren, so you can get that under your belt in time for Christmas, and Hop Tune the Manx Gaelic version. So all of these things should be helpful for musicians on the Isle of Man, but also musicians who are around the world, really, so they can um, add some Manx tunes to their repertoire, but um, learn them at a pace that's um, steady. Manx Music Development Officer to Culturevanning and Grenny de Kioli, Chloe Woolley. And we also heard something of the Steady As She Goes sets with Laura and Dave Rolls. You can find Steady As She Goes online by going to manxmusic.com and click there on the Steady As She Goes link. Chamas and Sustios Gutlorish and Luke. To Imri Sly Krell, the ne Luke Renskrew Genuna Harslan, yes. To Shartans the Erdskollerin, as Theo Orley, Smunyan the Rau Luke, ne U Gregach. Ach de Imri Erdskollerin Krell, the Rau Nu Luke, ne Erli Gregach, for Kummels of Valle Gregach, Antioch's a Chanteria. Erliau the Rau Nutta Luke de Grey, rer Theo Orleach, Sajigamach the Raui, ne Shunach, Shen de Grey, Gentile. Drawe no Shunach Christi was screws on a Shuni Elia. Achter Golrish, the Balikli Delure, the Rawi screws on Budius, Jinsus, J. Unan, Hamas J. a Shuni Christi. As the Valley caught Trimid, there of one nuns the Scripturan, Jane Chachterach Christi, then a Shuni. Tatsmunian the Rau Luke, Nostel Vagarter, Nu Pell. Nu Luke and Sustjalach, St. Luke the Evangelist, is also thought to have written the Acts of the Apostles, so he's responsible for a good bit of the New Testament, and he's become patron saint of artists, of physicians, bachelors, surgeons, students, and butchers. In art, he's symbolised by the ox. La Nu Luke, St. Luke's Day, falls on the 18th of October. St. Luke is the dedication of an iconic building high on the slopes of Ingebrecht, between East Baldwin and West Baldwin. In the gable you can see stones that were placed there from one of the earlier church buildings on the site, Kiel Aban. And it was to St. Luke's that I went the other afternoon to meet Sue Sale. With St. Luke's Day coming up fairly shortly, we're appropriately here in St. Luke's. Now, Sue Sale, you're a member of the Friends of St. Luke's. The church was always built with more than one function in mind. Yes, um, it was built um, along with two other churches on the island as um, two schoolrooms. So um, we still have our schoolroom at the back, um, and that was for the boys. And then you had the middle bit here, which was for the, the girls and the infants. Um, and then the very front of the church, which was always the consecrated part. And you can always tell the difference because of the different shape of the windows. Um, but this then main middle part, has been ex- the church has been extended here at St Luke's into this configuration. But you can still see at St James and Dolby, the original, they still have their second partition still up. Mm. So they have the church just at the front. 
with it being a beautiful sunshiny afternoon at the moment it's a, a very beautiful spot to be but I'm sure it has its moments as well. <laughs> it does um, sometimes on a very blustery day especially the wind and the rain can be coming horizontally at you and it's just a lovely you feel very safe and it feels very calm as soon as you come into the building but obviously that throws up its um, sort of with the building maintenance it throws up its issues um, but yes, it's, it's always a very lovely, calm place as soon as you come in. People perhaps looking at it would think, oh, it's a very remote, very isolated spot for, for a church. How did it come to be built here? Bishop Ward came, saw a need for this, um, for a school and a church in this location on the site of um, some previous churches on this very site. Um, and of course, the valleys were very much more populated than they are now, um, both west and east Baldwin, um, especially to do with the farming and, and the mining at the time in East Baldwin as well. And when that declines, so then you've got, it, it feels a little bit more isolated now than it would have been, had much more of a population around it when it was built. And yet, uh, as I mentioned, you're a member of Friends of St Luke's, and obviously that's keeping this place in the wonderful condition that it is. Yes, we set up the Friends of St Luke's in recognition that there's a lot more people than just the congregation who have um, a, who feel a really strong connection or a love for the place for whatever reason. And our visitor books really shows just the variety of people who come here. Um, it's on part of the Millennium Way, and we have quite strong links with the Manx Footpath Preservation Group. Um, they often, at least twice a year um, use the church for their purposes for Christmas and um, for their annual get-together. Um, lots of walkers uh, use this spot and um, people using the, the paths and cyclists. What we'd like to do is to develop the links that the church here is sat on the old site of Kielabin and that was linked to one of the ancient sites where Timwald used to be held and we have a stone circle in the field uh, above the church here which commemorates um, the last sitting that we know that's recorded um, of this being used as the Timbald site in 1428. And what we'd like to do is just to, to get a bit more information um, in the church so that people could, it, it's more of a place for people to visit and to have that point of interest for them. Um, but also there's the, the people who just come up um, for the tranquility. Um, I've just seen somebody who, who just says, oh, I've just been up just for a sit. It's lovely. Um, and people, there's lots of people who, ha who have a really strong connection and they come and visit maybe them, some relatives or looking for their family history in the graveyard as well. The church is always open, all the time, and we have a, a refreshments trolley at the back of church and the toilets are always open as well around the back of the church for any people, again, who, who just want a, a sort of physical or spiritual refreshment. Um, and then we hold a service at half past six every week and that rotates between sort of an evening prayer and a holy communion service mm. and we have great support from the the, the local especially the local farmers this sort of um graham crow um who still farms in the east baldwin is the chairman of our friends group and we have great support from the the local farmers the Kayleys and the kellys and the greens and um people in through west baldwin as well so we're always looking for uh, new members of the Friends of St Luke's and um, we hold two or three really good, well-supported events each year. Um, and if you want 
to to do that just um, my contact details um, my name is Sue Sale and you can always send me a message on treble three one five three but it really does our events for the friends really do draw people from all over the island who just feel that connection or you know just want to support the the church which is great thank you very much thank you Sue Sale, a member of the Friends of St Luke's, who include people from all over the world as well as from all over the island. There'll be a service taking place there at St Luke's at 6.30 next Sunday evening, which will be La Nulukheen, St Luke's Day itself, the 18th of October. That brings us to the end of Shachle this time. We'll be back next Thursday at 6 with the final programme in this series. But now from me, Bob Carswell, Robert Karslach, Slenew.